October 27, 2017, it's the
Watch for Pedro show and Pedro back from tour. Uh, Brother Matt indisposed, but I think next week I get to do a show with you. It's been a while, the hip surgery, and now he's doing real good with his Dodger rooting. They got to win some, at least one in Houston, though. So, uh, anyway, back to me. I'm not man alone exactly. I'm in my pad and I'm recuperating and resting from the hell right, but through the engineers over in Estonia via the magic of Skype, I'm able to talk with Michael Masses here in Amherst, Massachusetts. How you doing, Mike? Not bad. How you doing, Mike? Well, very glad to be talking with you. You got a brand new record. I found out in the last week of my touring overseas with El Sonio de Mayanayo. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was great to hear from you. And uh, yeah, we uh, we just put out another uh, Warblers record. Uh, and it's, you know, me and uh, my good friends, we've, we've been playing out here for many years and uh, regularly put out our uh, our, our tunes on uh, CD Baby mostly and our Facebook page. What number album is this? I think it's just maybe our third one with this this uh, this crew, this form of uh, the Warblers band, which has kind of uh, existed in, uh, over the years with different... Uh, a different crew, uh, but um, the, the 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 musicians we're pl- I'm playing with now are uh, we've been about ten years now. Okay, now we started the show off with "Chasing the Train," John Coltrane live at the Village Vantage Garden '61. Then we had from the new album "Warblers" with Insomnia. Uh, can I go way back? Can, what's personally? What's your earliest musical memory? Ah. Uh, Probably, uh, as far as uh, playing, we would probably no, don't have be, to be borrowing. It might. Borrowing it don't have sister. to be playing. It could be just hearing something in your pad. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we grew up, you know, in a college town with uh, just music every place, all kinds of opportunities. But um, I would just say the earliest. Listening to my sisters and older sisters and those their friends playing, uh, you know, the Beatles and Beach Boys. So and, it was records in the house. Yeah, records in the house. Was and, anybody yeah. playing instruments? Uh, yeah, my sister had a guitar, and she uh, we would she would let us borrow it to play once in a while, <laughs> play with it, or we would steal it from her. Um, but that's your but, first time uh, playing. Yeah, she show you chords or stuff. Well, we went. We a, a bunch of us found a guy over at a local college, and he, we, you know, we were little kids. We'd go over there, and he'd teach us how to play. He'd give us lessons, um, and it was kind of freaky. We'd be in these dorms, and uh, but uh, as you know, kids in elementary school, really. But but we, uh, you know, we. We went and uh, my sister and a couple of our friends would take lessons from this guy. <laughs> and he taught us how to play, you know, folk music. Do you remember the first record you bought yourself? Uh, 
I would probably uh, 45s maybe. Sure. Um, I think we bought uh, Blue Cheers, uh, Summertime Blues. Summertime Blues, right. Uh, did you get them in the, because I remember my first 45s, I got them at the drugstore. Yeah, you'd yeah. give them in a store, you know, you'd go in and, you know, they were, uh, you know, you would hear it on the radio and then you'd go in and want to find it. And I just remember hearing that song and just, it was very different from a lot of other music and, you know, just that, that kind of wall of sound they had coming out of the AM speakers. Did you take uh, music at school? No. So, I was a geek. I was the record geek uh, in the family. I, we, you know, we had like, I don't know, five used record stores in our town. And uh, I was always digging in the, in the, in the crates, uh, you know, very regularly, you know. And, and uh, so we had, once we got the bug, we were, we were just kind of cruising, going to those stores and hanging out in the, um, just looking for something interesting you know we never had it we just it was a great opportunity just to experience a lot of different music and you know we just grabbed something that had an interesting cover or, or we saw a label we were interested in or you know but you uh, weren't really we, you weren't really trying to make it yourself to make music uh the thing with you the guitar was just some folk music yeah, initially when I was yeah, yeah, and we it, we we played, uh, and then you know we we're, and then then I think I became much more of a fan, a music fan, and then, um, you really got into just going to shows and we weren't making music. I wasn't making music when I was a kid. When did you start making music? You know, later on, like uh, I would write mostly started writing songs when I was, you know, older, like, uh, in the teens in college. And then, um, and then really when the technology cut was available to record on your own with like a little four track or I started recording and writing a lot of songs, but so that you, was, you did that before you actually got together with guys and started jamming. Uh, it was around. Yeah. I'd say writing songs first and then, uh, jamming with guys and then eventually, you know, playing out with band and bands. But mostly focus was always original because we were, our idea was we were trying to just kind of filter what we were experiencing and and just try to express it, you know, in our own way. But uh, we weren't trying to do covers or any of that stuff. So, like your first gigs is like a gig full of original songs. Absolutely, yeah. What was that first gig? Uh, well, I would say I sat in with. I I would sit in with a couple bands around Boston for the first gigs I played live. You know? And then the first time we played my songs out. Uh, was at the Middle East opening for Mike Watt and Jay Maskus. Oh yeah, that in uh, actually Cambridge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, TT's next door. I heard it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we gotta hear uh, "She's on Fire." That was the first gig that you played your songs, huh? 
Uh, all my songs, yeah. Most, you know, when I wasn't like jamming with people or playing like sure, second sure. guitar and a, with with guys, I I had that played was seventeen a lot of, years ago. Yeah, easy. <laughs> Let's listen to "She's on Fire."
winter sun Be there when the darkness comes to swallow We all know the sunset starts at dawn You are the winter sun
Watt for Pedro show. Start off with the Warblers' brand new album, uh, Run for Your Life. She's on fire. What's that tune about? It's about a girl. All right, then we had Go Team. With it's about a girl trying to express herself. Oh, okay. And? That's a, that's as much as I can give you. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That's good, Mike. Then semicircle brand new from the Go Team. Uh, Winter Sun, Maya, and the Revolutionary Hell Yeah. Paranoid State after that with the Bars. Boris from their 25th album, 25th year album. Dead song. Healers with Still the Same, Salty, 0% Survival Right, and finally... Meet me at the Rat, the Warblers, where I can relate because I played at the Rat several times. There's a Boston club. Yeah, yeah. What part of town? Kenmore Square. That's right, Kenmore Square. And, Much uh, different now that that part of town. Yeah, it is. It's gentrified now, but yeah. uh, it was a seedy place and uh, really loud and uh, a lot. You know, just a place you would go to see bands and. Uh, that uh, you know that you, you that weren't playing in the, the the big clubs or anything like that. They're just uh, you know, a lot. A lot of the bands would tour through there on on a lot of the punk tours, and uh, and uh, it, it was just. I just remember it being overwhelmingly crowded and overwhelmingly loud and a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the lights. He had like. A- like kind of like theater lights, and they were only like a foot off you, especially the drummy. George Hurley used to get cooked because <laughs> he couldn't move. But we yeah, enjoyed playing yeah. there. We had a lot of good gigs there. Okay, this first crew of the Warblers, how'd they get together? The first crew uh, um, was, uh, well, the very first one was, was a buddy of mine, George, who lives in Baltimore. We would just, we were we would just jam and play and record the record the tunes. So that was the first version, and then um, not really gigs, just flowing uh, tracks back and forth. Yeah, and I, I was living in uh, Virginia at the time, and then when we moved back to Boston, um, what part I, of Virginia? Uh, we were uh, Hampton Roads, okay, down near Virginia Beach. Far. Yeah, I, I was born in Portsmouth, and I lived in Norfolk. So they, oh yeah. Navy part. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then you moved from Virginia. Well, I was down there. My wife, my wife, when I got married, my wife's job took us down there. So we went down. It was, and uh, yeah. So then we came back uh, to Boston, and um, the version of the Warblers there were uh, these these guys um, that I met through uh, just through a couple friends, and uh, but they we were based in Alston. And, you know, they have these big, uh, you know, those big warehouses where the bands, you know, they they rent out band space to practice. And I just remember, you know, spending, uh, just having a a great time, just spending a a day each week or two days each week with these guys just, you know, cranking on tunes. And and then we were mixing mixing my tune and Steve uh, Kennedy, who was the guitar player, uh, and his tunes. And... So it was a combination band at that time. Who was on bass? Uh, this dude, Greg Hogan, who was a great, uh, 
he was a great bass player, and uh, he broke up the first version of the band when he moved. He had to move uh, out of the East Coast for his job, so we lost him. Who was drumming? Pete Baldracki, and uh, he's he at this you know that broke up, but he's a solo artist in uh, in Boston now. He's got a band, and he puts out a lot of music. And, and what was the name of that first album? The first album we did uh, was uh, uh, Letting Fly and Lo-Fi. That's right. I, I know because I played a lot of it on my show. Let it fly <laughs> and lo-fi. <laughs> Let it fly and lo-fi. Let it fly yeah. and lo-fi. Kind of hard to say, but kind of neat. Yeah, it was hard to say. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, playing Middle East. But there was another. Didn't you guys play two gigs? There was a West Mass gig too, wasn't there? Oh yeah, yeah. We played. Yeah, we played. We. I think. No, I mean played. with uh, the fog, with me involved. I, I oh, okay. Two shows. Yeah, yeah. With you and uh, we. I think four or five gigs. We were opened up like we were the opener for the opener. Okay, it was more than two. For sure, there was a West Mass one. Maybe at the school. Yeah, yeah. We play West Mass and. Um, but um, the big, uh, you know, the, the the real memorable part about that time period for me was when I uh, I saw I met you guys in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay, and we had the fog tour, and I'm standing. Uh, at, I, just, I had no idea that uh, Ron Ashton was coming to play it in, with uh, the band, and I remember just. Um, well, you know, it wasn't really planned. Jay just asked me at Soundcheck. He said, you know, Ronnie, call him up. Well, you know, that must have been, because I had no idea. I just remember being standing, I was in the club, I was in the first band's playing, and this, this dude walks in with a guitar, you know, and he's got sunglasses on, and I'm looking at him going, is that, you know, I had no idea. I was like, here's Ron Ashton waltzing into the club. You know, he just like strolls in with his guitar. It was, it was, a, it was like, like the gunslinger coming to town, you know? <laughs> yeah. Then Jay asked him to go on tour with us. Yeah, man. And, but um, I just remember for me being backstage at that yeah. Ann Arbor show. Um, Very important gig. That's the thing. And I'm talking you to you. Me, and I was talking to you and, um, and, and, you really, I could not talk to Ryan Ashton. I was still kind of, I, I always, I was like, this is Ron, Ron Ashton, you know, and, uh, but, uh, but I remember you guys encouraging me, encouraging me, you know, I says, and he's saying, hey man, why aren't you playing, you know, what's with your band, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> okay man, we'll come out, we'll play with you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Well, that's what music's about, right? It's about handing it over. It was very ins inspiring for me, and uh, it really lit a fire under uh, under us, and we we had a great time, and and we, uh, you know, we've been going pretty steadily ever since, you know. So, but you had to replace some dudes because of moving and stuff. Yeah, I mean, now today the Warblers, uh, Leo Wong, um, Sulamanto, and Bruce Todd, and uh, and these are these are uh, great players and we met them uh all met because uh, our kids were in preschool together oh wow that's the connect <laughs> okay but 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 is it the same or is it like more your tunes now 
It's all yeah. It's all my tunes. Because the first yeah, version really you kind of shared with the other guitar man. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. and what what about the middle record? Uh, well, the, then we the record we put out uh, the first full record we did was called um, Fuzz Good, Fuzz Loud, Fuzz Fast. Yeah. Or Fuzz Fast, Fuzz Good, Fuzz Loud. Uh, and that was uh, that was the current uh, the current lineup. Except we still had on that one. I think Baldracki was playing drums on that a little bit, and we had two drummers. We were shifting. That's where we were, we were moving to the current lineup. Transition. And yeah. Where did you do most of this record? We uh, we recorded the first couple. Uh, uh, Leo Leo Wong recorded them. On his on his gear, like a mobile mobile gear he had, um, but then we recorded two more. The last two uh, at um, Biscuitine Studio, which is uh, in Amherst. Amherst, and so everybody lives in West Mass, of course. Now, cause, yeah, because the kids, yeah, yeah go, go to the uh, preschool. Uh, <laughs> What about the clubs there? Is it Iron Horse and uh, Pearl Street? Yeah, there's a great, you know, there's a great music scene uh, out, you know, out here. It's a great, it's a great uh, kind of place to play. There's a lot of a lot of uh, spots between um, Northampton. We play up in Greenfield and um, Amherst. That's pretty much the area, you know, but uh, it's really a vibrant, vibrant uh, scene. And, of course, um, you know, it, it grew a lot when uh, Sonic Youth was based out here. That's right. Yeah, they used to live in Northampton. Yeah. I think the, yeah. the, 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 the boss of Smith College. His, right. His old pad. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I remember being in that... Uh, basement and there was a buttload of records Byron Cooley's still living there right yeah yeah he's yeah. got a record shop right and he's even got a label test test tube two yeah. feeders feeding, yeah. feeding tube feeding tube records that's it uh, I just got a book put out by him uh, up in Quebec they made a book about Byron he should be writing a lot of books yeah. That man is deep. When it comes to records, this is what I found out about in the old days. You met some of these people, and they, they were weird and strange, but they also were very deep into musics, all kinds of stuff. Uh, it really amazed me. Yeah. I kind of, uh, yeah, I kind of made me want to be with the movement even more. We're now at the end of the first hour, October 27, 2017 edition of the Lot from Pedro show. Got special guest Michael Masses talking about his journey through music. Hold tight for our two October twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen. It's the second hour. The Watt Pedro show.
saw on the news how your mother has Parkinson's and she's attending specialist ballet classes. Thing is, though, we all deserve that level of care and attention, don't we? Silver and yellow and the big green. 
from Pedro Show. Start the second hour off with Dodge at Your Door. Then Harry Reid with All Day Return. Arabia Sadata. Cha Sadata. Alexander Delarge. Red. Just saw him in Sicily. Centauri. Finally, I got lost. There at least two. Automatic Sam out of Holland with Parnassia. Uh, Morris out of Poland with Odo Jesklawik Sizzle Sorry for fucking that up. And finally, the Warblers with Running for My Life. Uh, let's talk about these Warblers too. Uh, first, dogs at your door, Mike. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's a fun song to play for us. Where did uh, it come from? Where's it from? Yeah, you know. Yeah, you it's know, it's just you, like a song, <laughs> kind of a bitter tune about, yeah. uh, you know, relationships with women from, you know, going back in the day, in the teenage days, drawing, you know, drawing, drawing on those uh, emotions at that time. And running for your life? I mean, it's also the name of the record. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that's uh you know that that's just a a mood of you know kind of desperation and feeling you know that, you know that uh the creative process and trying to you know trying to find some meaning and get away from the noise. Yeah. When it comes to your process of creating what's it usually like with the, with the guitar in well, your hand? You know, I, I joke. We joke about the fact that I, I write a lot of songs at sixty five miles an hour. While you driving? Well, I'm driving with a, with a recorder, and I'm just you know I've got it up loud, and I'm just it's kind of, you know, and uh, the riffs come, and uh, I just record them you know vocally, and uh, because the last record I was I you know we were trying to figure out a song, I'm like you know I'm gonna have to go back to because we hadn't played it we were just trying sure, to sure. we were trying to understand what I was talking about so I had to you know I played them the the, the part in the in the car where I'm going da -na 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 -na, you know <laughs> you can't do the riff acapella. and they were just yeah they were all amused by that but uh, the, the band I mean well you know I read Cat Beefheart well that was a lot of his instruction was vocal yeah I, I just try to get a good you know good good riff and then I work work on the tune and then I you know the 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 uh, lyrics are separate so words usually come last either first or last yes yeah. so, you know sometimes I'll write the write the lyrics I'm thinking about uh, a something you know subject and I'll write I'll, I'll write it all out like if something's inspiring me and I'm writing a, about a particular event or something well for, for example this next tune we're going to hear uh, fading out what happened there? Yeah. Well, I, in general terms, it it was a uh, it was kind of a angry response to somebody, um, you know, a, per, a person I was I was thinking about who was just kind of uh, two faced, I guess you'd say, or just very disappointing and just kind of a so it's kind of a a a, a, a negative song, I'd say, you know. But you had a negative reaction to this behavior. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's so just a disillusioned kind of, you know, feeling about the uh, relationship with that particular person. Sure. 
Let's listen.
the bad guys came and took away your Nintendo. Well, I'm sorry about the body, but you gotta keep the windows shut. And I've been marching around here calling my pretty self champion. Ignoring all my brothers in the sauce with a similar strut. Adding in the dish, we're cooking up a critical harder. Mirror on the bottom of a soup bowl, slurp yourselves up. In the showrooms, showing on the costume. Channeling your grandpa grinning with the well-placed wink. Walking in the showrooms, showing on the costume. Channeling your grandpa grinning with the well-placed wink.
Pedro Show. You just heard Mystery Man from the Wobblers. Before that, Idiot Allies. Live from Midwestern Medicine. Tidy Kid, smell before that. Nobody plays baseball here. Harold Nono, Hirakazu Wakabashi. Ahead of that was Taub, slow dancing. Starting it all off was the disillusion fading out by the Wobblers. What, what about Mystery Man? Uh, yeah, that's that's just a monster riff that I loved. You know, we we <laughs> we and the and the the lyrics I had written along had had them for a while, and um, but we uh, we actually um, that's that's the the tune I was just talking about earlier, where we just kind of I had to go get the you know I had to go out and get my recorder and play the riff, and we just we just you know blew up on it in the studio. All right. So the riff was kind of mysterious also. It was hiding from you. Good for the little... It's one of these little voice recorders? Uh, I actually, I don't use any one particular. You know, I have a. I have actually a cassette one. Yeah. 
that I use, I also use, you know, a digital, whatever, you know, whatever's at hand, really. Sure. You know, sometimes I've called my phone and just put it on my phone, you know, you do it on the phone and yeah. whatever, whenever it, uh, but it's usually while I'm driving along and uh, it just, you know, it comes at yeah, that time. Yeah, because how many times do you have good ideas and then they're, they're gone? <laughs> yeah, I, I really took to, I really take to heart, you know, the Keith Richards story where he writes satisfaction, you know. And put it on a tape recorder, you know, woke up and just put the riff on a tape recorder and went back to sleep. And he says he never would have remembered that riff if he hadn't recorded it. Wow. Yeah, I believe that. I, I know I've lost several what I thought was happening stuff. Because, <laughs> oh, I'll get to it. And you don't right. fucking get to it. It's gone. It vanishes. Hey, hey uh, I, w I was wondering how that tour went with the Meat Puppets earlier on. That must have been a lot of fun for you. Yeah, there were some sad parts. Oh, no. Yeah, three of the gigs with with uh, Brother Grant. Ah, well, I'm sorry to hear that. He, uh, you know, he told me he had the, the cancer, the sickness, and uh, he hugged me, you know, his, I could feel his bones pointing. Ah. Yeah. You know, ah, that was hard, but I mean, on the other hand, I'm glad I got to do those gigs with him. One of them was in Brighton. Yeah. At, at that, uh, what's it called? Brighton Music Hall. Right. Near you. Yep. Like where you sing, you had the practice. And uh, the Meat Pups, you know, they're all buddies of mine. Uh, so that's kind of good. And, uh, yeah. They were all, yeah, in, in, in good health. In fact, one's got... His son playing. His son's in his right. early thirties. Yeah, it's, it's hard to you believe. You know how the time wails. And then that's uh, that's a that's a beautiful thing. Is just keep playing and absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and they're very kind to me and my man and uh, Kurt, the older brother. He went and played a song with us. Got a Blue Oyster Cult song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the red yeah. and the black, kind of ironic That's right. lyrics. That's right. Off uh, Tyrion Mutish. I, one time I tried to get your brother to play that, because I told him it was a tradition. You know, I've played with almost everybody since D. Boone. Yeah. But he, the lyrics, he couldn't take a satire. And yeah, the, and sometimes the, it, you know. <laughs> and in the chorus, it's about, actually, I, I, you know, I got to meet these guys, and I learned that. It was actually about running from the draft. In the course where they, they kill, they say, you kill, you maim. They don't really mean about really doing that. Wow. But Jay, wow. you know, just hearing it, it took it to another place where it maybe could not be satire for him. And I, and I understood. But that that's a band that, uh, you know, talk about... Uh uncelebrated guitar player i mean that you know that band had monster riffs uh yeah he, he could still play a couple of years ago it's just uh eric bloom and buck dharma left but they invited me to play the red and the black with them up this gig they did in beverly hills and buck dharma can still play his ass off I, it blew me away yeah yeah no i've i've seen him on, i still caught him on youtube a few times and i i'm a big fan and um he can cook i don't know how many what he can cook. He did not burn out. You know, yeah, the guy he's can, a guitar meister. He is. He is, and and you know, he's a good guy to go to school on if you're if you want to play guitar. 
Somebody told me his daddy played sax, bebop, or something. And you can kind of hear it. I mean, he knows the blues. He knows rock and roll. But he does have kind of trippy... He had a huge effect on D. Boone. Of course, John Fogarty first. But then after him was Buck Dharma. Then Pete Townsend. And then people yeah. in the movement, you know. But uh, Buck Dharma had incredible influence on D. Boone. Uh, wow, wow, yeah. You yeah. know, I think because they were kind of a comedy band or whatever... People never took him that serious, but you listen to that guy play, man. Hey, man, you know, the, you know, people thought they were comedy, but you know, they were like the songs are very, you know, very literate lyrics. I mean, I really, uh, I have great respect for that band. Yeah, yeah, they had big influence on us, especially the first three, four records. Uh, we've run come the second hour. End of the second hour, October 27, 2017, to the Peter Show. Special guest, Mike Maskus. Hold tight for hour three. October 27, 2017, it's the third hour. Watt Pedro Show.
Live from Pedro Show. Started the third hour off with Set My Hopes on You from the new Warblers album. Uh, Making Space, number four, FGH, out of Hamburg, Germany. David Gerard out of uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Brand new album. Uh, something about the Moog synthesizer, Circumvolution. Conformity Contortion. There's no time like the present. Prescient, sorry. Danny Barnes, peanut butter is a man's best friend. Guide by voices, hiking skin and playing with them tomorrow. The Growlers Festival here in Pedro. Wonder how that'll go. Uh, Grandpa Ghost out of St. Louis with Carnage Queen and finally the Warblers with Do No Harm. Do No Harm, Mike Maskis. Yeah, hey, you just mentioned Guided by Voices, boy. They were they were. A real inspiration for uh, for me as a band, just just the lo-fi and prolific, you know, prolific and just hundred and first album. Yeah, and and you know who who's this, I can't think of a better rock voice than uh, Bob Pollard. Oh yeah, can't. Bob Pollard is a great singer. Hey, there's some projects where he cl- collaborates with Massachusetts guys. I think one's yeah, called played, Boston Spaceships or something. Yeah, yeah, Boston Spaceships. Sure, yeah. Well worth your time to check that out. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've played a lot on the show. Uh, but do no harm. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah, it just a, it's kind of a philosophical song about, you know, just trying to, you know, try, just thinking about uh, a lifestyle and trying not to, you know, cause any damage on your way through. Yeah. That would be hip for a lot of people to pick up on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. You know. If we're going to get asked for advice, I'm right in line with that one. Uh, yeah. The one we started the hour off with, Set My Hopes on You. That's another positive tune. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, you we, you know, it's obvious, you know, you draw from what you draw from, and you know, if it's something, uh, an idea or, or uh, um, a feeling that you want to, uh, you know, you want to be able to express and, and put into words, and that's pretty much, you know, what I'm doing. Yep. What about when you bring them to the dudes? Do you bring them the guitar part yeah. and the singing part, and then you ask them, or do you have ideas about bass and drums? No, I'm. I'm really. I, I like. I just like the collaboration. So um, I bring the tunes in. Um, I've got the riffs and the guitars. Ideas about all the guitars, but uh, you know the drums and bass and um, and Leo's. You know Leo, who plays leads a lot. Uh, he comes up with a lot of leads, um, and uh, it's a you know the. What we create, you know, the, the drums and bass are Sue and Bruce just kind of locking in on each tune, and um, and they, you know, they bring a lot to the to the sound, and and you know, we're we're the tunes are coming out of our just our our, our playing together. Um, it's just the process I would describe it. You know, did you guys do a lot of practice before you went in for this album? So some of the songs we would. Uh, play, but we would normally, you know, no. I think uh, we 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 practice, and then we 
would work on one or two songs and we'll we'll get it and then we'll play it um and a couple songs we you know we just actually put together for the first time uh in the studio okay you find that tougher or like more exciting it's yeah it's fun i mean you know and you know we we don't really we're not intense about it i just i try to get uh i just try to get us try to get lightning to strike while we're doing it you know and, and uh if we like the what's what we will come up with when we're when we're learning the song uh that sometimes that's the best you know? yeah what about this uh metal bird was that a lightning journey song no that that's a song i wrote uh you know just really wrote and and set up myself uh and um you know that's just the tune that uh i wrote completely uh you know in, in an isolated room by myself one day not in the car not in the car no that was a and you, you didn't know, have to very, bring the recorder in to listen to the riff no i i just played i i wrote that on a guitar i i recorded it right onto the uh four track and um you know, it's uh, the lyrics I had, I had worked on for a while. I really like it. Let's listen.
Watt from Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Metal Bird from the Wobblers. El Enemigo from Antonio Ramirez and Marco Serrato. Bora Diaz. Birds of Paradise with Nicolalia. Merit with White Sheep. Everyone is Dirty with Isn't It Great. Finally, the Warblers with Adu, which is kind of goodbye, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I thought might be fitting. What 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 plans you guys got? You gonna do a little tour? We uh yeah we we're we're uh, we're we're planning that out. We don't you know we put out the album and um, you know we tour. We don't really tour like across the country at all. You know we're 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 a local based, and so we'll we'll play around. Uh, and where can people find you on the internet? Um. Well, we've got we're we're on Facebook under the Warblers, the Warblers, uh, and um, we have uh, a website uh, www.thewarblers.com, and um, we're on CD Baby www.cdbaby.com where you can download our all the all our music. Sure. So everybody in the West Mass. Connecticut, upstate New York area, they might be able to see you play some gigs. Yeah, yeah, we, you know, we're limited uh, just because uh, situations. The, I understand. The band, you know, family situations for the bands. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Navy took my pop. I never got to see him growing up, so I understand. <laughs> Don't worry, Mike. Uh, young person getting into this racket and asked you for advice. What would you tell him, Mike? I would say, uh, you know, play as much as you can, and um, don't be afraid. Take a risk, you know, and um, you know, I would say rely on your friends too. You know, work uh, as collaborative in collaboration as much as you can. I like that. That's good stuff. And uh, you know, for you know, I would just like think that you know, for me, the music is it's really about uh, a way, you know, a way to. It feels it feels kind of a, a need you have that I have right, I would say about to to just you know play and express yourself but you know it's a great um, compliment to uh, a lifestyle to be able to go out and play with your with with your friends you know and just to me that's what we're doing you know and we're trying to um, you know just just uh, you know keep put some offer out some music try to try to uh record what we're what we're doing but it's really um uh, a lifestyle beautiful mike i want to thank you so much for being on the show truly keep on keep it on it's been october 27 2017 edition of Watt for pedro show special guest mike maskis everybody out there keep your powder dry